Well, bless you. I tell you what, it's my privilege and my honor to be here for a 20th anniversary. Whew. That's a marathon, you know. There's no 50-yard dash in that one. You know, that's, that's a marathon. And most pastors, most, resign so early. But the devil has seen somebody that said, I know who my enemy is. And I'm flat-footed for the will of God in this place. You know, what's interesting to me is that you don't have to look far into the vision that exists here to know what it's about. You've seen it this morning. Radical praise. How many knows that there was some radical praise? Hallelujah. So that you knew you could have full liberty. Nobody could have felt awkward if they had to took a spell and run around this entire assembly and hit a wall and bounced off of it and landed on the floor. Radical praise. Somebody, hands raised, somebody leaping, someone dancing, someone praising God with a loud voice. It's welcome. And then you don't have to look too far to know the division is true because confrontational preaching. I can't tell you how many places you'd have to look to find out one word that even exists because it's offensive. But see, he's taken on the charge of the second half of evangelism. The first half of evangelism is... You know, the joy of it all. The second half is get your act together. Shape up or ship out. If you're going to talk it, walk it. See, the confrontational preacher says, I'm here to develop you. Because God's got a design inside of you. And therefore, I take the second part of evangelism, which is disciple. And when you become taught of the word, the sword comes out, the hammer comes out, the mirror comes out. And when that takes place, nobody really likes to see themselves. And a pastor's duty, if he takes the charge fully, can't take your feelings into account when the truth has to be spoken. And for it to be labeled confrontational preaching is to say, listen, I can't let you live in the status quo of thinking you got something you didn't grow into. I'm not here to see you deceived, but give you the truth that sets you free. Give the Lord a praise for that this morning. That was a freebie. Praise the Lord. But I, I'm, I'm glad to be here. This, you know, Brenda, bless you. James, Pastor, bless you. It's exciting. 20 years. Glory to God. And. I'm, I'm excited out, out of the word of God today of what the Lord has laid on my heart 
to hand this house and to celebrate. And I'll tell you, are you here to celebrate today? Praise the Lord. Your, your pastor didn't give up, didn't quit, but just said, God, here am I. The vision you give me, what you've handed me, I'm expecting something great. And here I am to see the fulfillment of the word of the living God. There is um, a channel and a vein I want to try to get into today. And to do so, I've chosen a scripture in the Bible it's the only scripture out of 1,189 chapters I've ever written my name beside it. If there's ever a portion of the book that I want to put my name there and say, man, this, this is where I'm at. This is who I am. This is what God is like in my life. This is what I'm looking for. And so today, I want to hand you this house and this minister and precious family where I put my name inside of the Bible. And it is found in Psalms 66. And when we look into this, I want to sort of tag some of the things that the number 20 arises out of the book because the package of inspiration in this particular chapter, I want to hone in on that number 20. And so we look at verses there beginning at verse 9 which holds our soul in life and suffers not our feet to be moved. God, I thank you. For thou, O God, hast proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. Thou hast brought us into the net Thou laidest affliction upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. God's got a design that touches our destiny. And he alone knows what it takes to get us there. Interesting to that number 20 becomes something I think is pretty phenomenal in its own right. Is that number 20 has different things. It's mentioned 117 times in the Bible. 20 years comes to the forefront when Solomon is waiting for two houses to be built. Then we see 20 lining up in the life of Jacob, which we will cover more so in detail as we get into this word today. But that number 20 is uh, Hebrew. In the Hebrew, the letter that shows up for the number the, for the number 20 is Rish. And that particular letter is literally head. So when we look at it, we say, God, have you brought us to the place where we're not the tail, but we're the head? Dr. Milo said it like this. He said, when I discovered the knowledge of 20 as a number, I found out that it was the year of expectation. So it's like, God, this is the year of expectation. Well, you've come through 20 years. So you're in the 21st year. 
Now, when you arrive in your 21st year, the 21st letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Shin. And the interesting thing about that is that it is the only letter that is on the Teflon or the phylactery that is on the front as well as the back. So that literally it stands for the thought of walking out into public saying, this world and the world to come, that's what we're here for. We're here as a light in darkness for the world to come. We're here in your face right now, devil, and we're going to another world when we leave this one. We're going into the glory of God. And that Tiflin is on the head and it's next to the heart. And therefore that letter that is there stands for The presence of God. So if you look at it and you say, okay, 20 years, I'll make you the head and not the tail. 20 years, expectation. That's where we've got our hope out and our cry out for Almighty God. But at the same time, the letter that touches the 21st year that we're walking in right now is that we're going to practice the presence of God. So that when a Jewish person has those on, somebody on the background says, they are practicing the presence of God. And I don't know a church that I walk into that wants the presence of God more than TLC. I don't know a place I've ever been where I've seen a larger hunger and a greater thirst and an enthusiasm that literally says we claim the presence of an almighty God. In this world right now, we claim the presence of the Lord. So into the 20th and into the 21st, there are 20 dreams recorded in the Bible. So when you go through those particular dreams and you say, God established 20 dreams, expectation. God's been talking. God's been visiting. God's about to manifest. And you realize, God, we expect. And there's 20 dreams that record themselves in the precious book that tell us, concerning the mouth of God or the word of God or the work of God inside of a people. So that number 20 rises out of the book in several different places and becomes something very interesting in our heart. Matter of fact, for 20 years, the Ark of the Covenant resided at a certain place until it was redeemed. And we say, my Lord, here it is. God, break it out. This glory, break it out. See, I believe that from day one, this assembly was to be a global thing, not just a local thing. And at the same time, the local never suffer what it must have from a pastoral setting, but it must be a global thing. So therefore, from Shepherdsville, the word of God goes out to the entire world. It's not a wonder the devil has worked so hard to stop it, stifle it, make it stagnant simply because he knows that the marks of destiny that are over top of the assembly is something he doesn't want as a light shining in darkness where his bondages have people incarcerated. Lord, we have expectation. Hallelujah expectation interesting that that letter for 20 which means head the Hebrew people at different times in the scholar realm when they were writing it they wrote it in such a way that it looked like the fourth letter so when it looked like the fourth letter they said wait a second in context that's not the right letter we've got to change it because that letter means door 
So a person can look at it and say, God is saying, go through the door. Go through the door. Go through the door. Go through the door. When I was praying over your particular ministry, Pastor, and in reference to it, I come across Psalms 139, verse 16, where it talks about God knowing. For through that whole thing is what God has wrought inside the mother's womb, where the hands of God was working and literally writing in a book. The invisible hands of God was already writing in a book of your life the members that had not yet been formed. That's how close God got to the ministry. Long before there was breath in the body, long before there was a baby to burp and feed, God had his hand inside the womb of a mother preparing. And I look and I say, what did you write that day for this day? And there's only one word that came to my heart, and that was launch. And I want to tell you, the devil wants to stifle this work right here, even by the sight that we see here today. But let me tell you, it's time to launch. It's time to take off. It's time to get on the pad and fire this thing up and get it ready to soar out for the glory of God. For God wrote it down for this day. Launch. Hallelujah. Give God praise in the house today. Launch for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that Pastor James will launch one way or another. Hallelujah, therefore, launch. Glory to God. The launching pad is set through the time of who we are in this life, lining up with the call of an almighty God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But let me go over this just a little bit because, you see, I put my name here and I want to put this church and this pastor right there with it. And it says, which holds our soul in life. Glory to God. Oh, Lord, there's times when I felt like I was going to die. But you held my soul in life. You held me together when I couldn't hold myself together. God, you were with me when I thought everything was against me. For thou, O God, has proved us. This is interesting because... When I scan the book and try to find or locate an individual that the number 20 would rive up out of. And I saw Jacob. And Jacob, just to sort of recap the storyline, this individual needed a change in his life. There's no doubt about it. But in the process of time, through what had transpired, he ended up fleeing from the face of his brother because his brother threatened to slay him. And he goes out and he finds himself in a certain place where he lays down in a dream and literally there's a ladder and there's angels of God and there's the voice of God. Then there comes a time as he proceeds from there and all that took place there takes a while to tell it. But in the process of where he ends up from there in the house of Laban, there would be 20 years that would span from the time he was in the house of Laban to the 
time he would return to Bethel. And what's interesting is that whenever he's getting ready to return, God tells him to go back to the same place where he spoke to him and gave him a promise. Hallelujah. And so he would step over 20 years of history in his own life because God had done some things in the house. God had done some things in the person. So we want to look at the house of God right here today in light of that. He has proved us. Thou hast tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. Thou laidest affliction upon our loins and thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water. But you, thou, God, you've brought us to a wealthy place. Hallelujah. Now see, what makes this day significant is the timeline we're dealing with. What puts this service into a meaning that makes it a crossroads for activity and action is the timeline of this 20 thought and where it goes from there. And we look and we say, what God brought us through. Jonah could shout out and say, I didn't know it was going to be like that, but... God brought me through and now I stand here looking at a city and I didn't even want that city to know God. I was against them as the enemies of God, but God brought a city in spite of me to its knees. Now, if God can do that through Jonah, who didn't want to see it, somebody in here tell me why God can't do it for this house, for somebody that wants it to happen. Hallelujah. Glory to God Almighty. So then in the process, Jonah, you come through some things. But God brought you to a wealthy place even though you wanted to deny the existence of what God was bringing you to. Ah, oh, Lord. So then we look at a man like Joseph and we say, Joseph, what happened in your life? And he'd say, I was caught in the net of God. There was nothing I could do. This was not the net of the devil. It was the net of God. It was providence that was in action. And the true definition of humility is I'm under the providence of God. I'm under the literal submission of the Lord himself that I hand myself over that when I don't understand what's going on, God does. When I can't make heads or tails of what's going on and why not and why, God knows and therefore I'm in his trust and I'm in his call. 20 years can bring a lot of questions to a mind and to a heart, to a family and to a church. But also God knowing that the humility that is wrought, I'm under God. And I wish it were different, that things happen different. But today is a new day. Today is a fresh start. And it's launch time in TLC. <laughs> Hallelujah. Joseph could have said, no, I, you've proved me. You've tried me. I've been caught in the net. And see, what's a net do? The net brings you to the end of self. That when it all comes down to it, God is not going to move in TLC because it's a nice facility. When it comes down to it, he's not going to move in TLC because of the technology. 
But when it comes down to it, it's not going to move in TLC because of the flashy side. All that becomes perks to the ministry and touches and connects to the day. But it's going to move because the sovereignty of God, the providence of God, the humility of heart, the unity of the assembly brought together. God Almighty moving in this area. So Lord, bring down the fire and cause the assembly to rise in the glory of an Almighty God. God. Hallelujah. Because that number 20, when it rises out of the colors and their definition, the one color goes to green. Some type of emerald and a shade that literally says this means praise. Hallelujah. A radical praise. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the 20th year, praise ye the Lord. 20th year, praise ye the Lord. The second color that comes out of that particular 20 is gold. And gold means glory of God. Therefore, Lord, let the glory of God fall in the midst of the praise. Hallelujah. And then there is another word that comes out of 20, and it is platinum. And when they celebrate 20, platinum is how they celebrate it. And when they do so, they say it means it's strong and it's enduring. Hallelujah. It's like saying we've been soldiers of the cross. Hallelujah. Standing our ground when all winds, all hell has a sailed we have stood the test of time glory to God hallelujah God waits for a place that has been proven tried tested and caught in the net Hallelujah. Joseph, you're caught in the net. And how many years are going to pass before you arrive back to where you would have been? What God's doing in your life, you're caught in the net of God. Oh, my brothers hate me and I don't understand why. I love them. My parents don't understand me. My life is a mystery. I've got to give it that. But they don't even understand me. And now here I am, caught. But where am I? I'm caught in the net of God. And when it comes down to the conclusion of the matter, he looked at those that hated him and despised him and rejected him and literally said you meant it to my hurt but God meant it to my good hallelujah so when God says something is about to end for something else to begin you're on that crossroads right now and it's time to launch caught in the net we'd go through so many characters in the Bible we could go through Job and he was caught in the net But oh, I thank God he was because I don't know how many times I've had to, in life, relate to Job and say, but God brought him through. And when Job couldn't find God, God was still there. Hallelujah. And when he couldn't discover, he said, I still know there's something inside of me still telling me, still a witness inside of me that something good, something godly is about to happen. And I know that my Redeemer lives. But he was caught in the net, caught in the net, And Jacob was caught in the net. And inside that net being proved and tried. This church has been proved and tried. It's got 20 years to show it. And in the process of every devil that it's kicked out. And every demon that it's fought. Then in the process of principalities. But it's been proven and tested and tried. And it's birthed revelation after revelation in this house. That has given you weapons of warfare that are not carnal. That when you intercede and when you call upon God. The devil reckons with the voice of the people of 
God that are here at DLC because he knows there's a breakthrough that has to come and there's walls that's got to tear down and he knows there's power in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God Almighty. Give God a high praise in the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Make you the head, not the tail. That's the 20th letter. Hallelujah. You'll practice the presence of God. Practice the presence of God. This year, practice the presence of God. It's all about it. I'm going to practice His presence. How do I do that? Going to praise. Going to worship. Going to shout. Going to dance. Going to read the Word. Going to bend my knee. Going to get on my face. I'm going to practice the presence of God. Hallelujah. Give God a high praise in the house today. Glory. Hallelujah. And Jacob, time, caught in the net of God. Like Gideon. Gideon, got to fight a war, son. Yeah. Need some help. 32,000. Hey, here we come. Said, oh, man, look at this army. And God said, no, you're in my net. Chances are the crowd you see right now will, in victory, be the reason you think you won. And I can't have that. You caught my net. I'm going to teach a vital lesson. So the dialogue goes on and the fearful and whatever. And next thing you know, 22,000 say, well, that's my cue to get out of here. And 10,000 remain. And all of a sudden, God said, no. Gideon, what's going on? You're caught in God's net. And because you're caught in God's net, it's not going to be your way, just God's. Here's what's going to happen. Go down by the water. And when you see 300, let me tell you, that's all he would end up with because he was caught in the net of God. And 300 would be standing there. 300 would be ready like dogs lipping up water. 300 would be ready. Hallelujah. Ready for any enemy. Ready for any, any enemy. Any enemy. They didn't care about the number that was against them. They just knew that God was working something out and there was a remnant and that remnant would stand tall and strong because God was on its side. Hallelujah. And therefore, looking at 300 caught in the net of God, proved and tried, but caught in his net. And being there... Able to rise up and defeat a huge army because the way to fight is God's way. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then, so here's Jacob. He is on his way back. God says, Jacob, get back to Bethel. And it's like, well, that's been quite a while. Oh, and he starts in route, heading back to the region from which he came, going back into that area. And he passes through some spots, and he gets to the fords. Oh, Jabok, and, and there something begins to happen. Hallelujah. What's God doing? Saying, Jacob, you've been somewhere. Now, see, when you look at what's going on in Jacob's life, Laban catches up with him at a certain time. And when he does so, it's like, well, Laban, you've done nothing to me, but 
it wrong. That's all you've done to me. It's been nothing but a walk of injustice with you. You've changed my wages ten times. Matter of fact, the affliction that I was in, in the midst of those 20 years, you made me work 14 years to get the woman I wanted. Six years to claim some possessions for myself and my family. And did you know, Laban, that in the process of how you are with who serves you, that I literally, in order to keep peace, I found myself accepting the losses myself. I just took it on myself. Go ahead and dock my salary because we need that money in another corner. A sheep was stolen, and I said, I'll pay for it. Some cattle was gone. A beast had destroyed some of the stock. Take it out of my pay. Just dock me for it. And said, did you know that there was times when the frost nipped at my nose? There were cold nights. Did you know that I even had to deal with drought in this 20-year span that there's been afflictions? And did you know, Laban, we, we did. We packed up in the middle of the night and we made an exit. But I want to tell you that if we would have waited for you to send us off, you would have sent us out empty. But I love what he responds with. He responds with, God saw it all. Hallelujah. God saw it all. And because God saw my affliction, hallelujah, praise God Almighty, God was with me. When you know God has been with you, regardless of the trial, regardless of the water, regardless of the fire, regardless of the fight, regardless of the danger, regardless of the threats, regardless of the lies, regardless of the rumors, regardless of the tail parent, regardless of the gossip, regardless of the division, regardless of all that has happened in a 20 year span. Thank God Almighty, God has been with us. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God Almighty. Jacob, what's going on in your life? So you see, if you'll trust this today, it's the only scripture I've ever put my name beside. I want you to trust it today because it happened to me. And therefore, God is doing what he does to bring us to a wealthy place. God's got a purpose, Joseph. God's got a purpose, Jacob. God's got a purpose, Job. God's got a purpose, Jonah. God's got a purpose. Hallelujah. And you need to shout that God saw you fit to fight the battle, to fight the war, and to come out on the other's side with a word from the Holy Ghost. Give him a praise in the house. I know you're weary in well-doing. I know you're tired. I know you've had your questions. But it's launch time. Hallelujah. And God is on your side. Oh, bless God Almighty going to bring you to a wealthy place. Oh, Jacob, what's going on? Well, all that affliction, all that happened in my life, all that took place, everything. Oh, man, the losses, the losses, the losses. Oh, seems like there's no reason for the losses. What's going on in my life now? God's calling me back to a place. Hallelujah. To give me the revelation of why I am.
glory to God. And here he is 20 years later. And he's coming through. Here he is at the fords of Jabbok. Now, what's going to happen at this crossing? There'll be a visitation, a theophany. And there he will wrestle with the Lord of glory as God takes on an appearance earthly in order to be seen by man. For if you see God as God, you cannot live. And Augustine cried out, then let me die, for I have a hunger to see God. Now look and say, Lord, we have a hunger today. We have a thirst today. And here he is in that theophany wrestling with the Lord. The daybreak is coming. How many knows there's a new day coming? Hallelujah. It's daybreak for TLC. The night is gone. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. And therefore in the process of that wake of day, here comes the voice of God. Hallelujah. What's your name? Jacob. Jacob, do you know what's happened to your church, as it were? Do you know what's happened through a 20-year span of time? Oh, your place has been proven. It's been tested. It's been tried. It's been caught in a net. And in the process of it, all in the name of providence. But at the end of 20 years, hallelujah, in a given time, he's standing at that place. And God's saying, but I'm bringing you to a wealthy place. Well, I don't see any money. No, this wealthy place is a change that is coming to who you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you ready to change? Glory to God. Are you ready, hallelujah, to come under the submission that exists in the office that God has planted for the service in this area that the devil wants to stop? But thank God Almighty, there's victory in the power of Jesus. And here he is. Your name your name, sir, my name is Jacob. Not anymore. Not anymore. Your name now has been changed to Israel. Hallelujah. 20 years of all of that now arriving in a change that is phenomenal. Hallelujah. You say, well, what was wrong with the pastor that he had to wait that long? It's the area. It's where God puts you. It's where this region is and the claim it had to have on your life had to bring you through that timeline. But if you shout, if you know, if you realize that God is saying head and not the tail, then your confession will be God's going to make us the head and not the tail. It's launch time and we're going to rise for the glory of God. Every bit of it changes how you talk. How you discuss TLC. How you have it for lunch. And you say, God has brought us to a wealthy place. Hallelujah. Why? The area needs it. This region needs it. And so the light that you were to be is the light that you've become. And now... It's time to shine. And we launch for the glory of God. I change your name from Jacob to Israel. 
Oh, out of you shall come what will affect the entire world. Glory to God. And it's never stopped. And here's this man realizing God's sending me back to a place, sending me back 20 years, sending me back 30 years in order to reclaim what I heard. Hallelujah. Why was I sent here to begin with? Why did God want to work here like this right now? And therefore, it all stems from the original seed that God made a deposit in your life and in your assembly over. And it's been growing, breaking out of the ground, bearing fruit, not fruit, bearing fruit, no fruit. But now growing to a place that God says it's time and now is your day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he's going to go back there and he's going to remember the vow. He's going to remember what he committed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you remember what you committed? Praise the Lord. Do you remember what you said I'll do? Hallelujah. I'll stand with you. I'll support you. I'll be right beside you. Hallelujah. I'll be praying for you. I'll be standing with you. If you want to use me for anything, hey, here am I. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And God blessing the commitment. He returns in and says, the vow is intact. I remember it. I recall the vision. I reminisce the voice. I literally am reminded and reclaim the promise of the victory of that day. I am of the seed of Abraham. And God's blessing is upon me. I heard it for myself. And I'm going to have it. Because God said it. Now, it doesn't look like I've had it all this time, but I've got it now because I'm right there where God has proven me, tried me, caught me in his net. And now I'm the product of providence, the product of the sovereignty of God. Hallelujah. And what a claim. What a claim. Because there's nothing mundane in it, but something very powerful packaged over top of it. So God blessed this assembly. This man of God brought to a wealthy place. Standing there. Your name is changed. All that would transpire. Interesting. That in the process of that walk. That he would pass through various areas. And not far from Bethel. His dear wife. Would give birth. Bringing you. To a wealthy place, Jacob, Israel. What is the birthing of this child? And what is his name? His name is Benjamin. And 20 years it took for Benjamin. But here he is right now. And we say, my Lord, what is his portion? Double. Hallelujah, God bringing you to a wealthy place, getting ready to announce the double portion on TLC. If God has brought you through some things, he's been with you in everything, and now he's bringing you to a place that is wealthy. Give him a praise in the house today. Worthy, worthy, worthy is the Lord God all. Mighty. Hallelujah. So, Jacob, what happens in your life? I handed this world Joseph, and look what God done with such a lad. I didn't know he was caught in the net when I was weeping as I did, but God, 
was with this entire scene. Hallelujah. Jacob, where did God bring you from? He brought me from affliction, but he brought me into a wealthy place. I have a testimony. I'm a prince with God. I have prevailed. Hallelujah. Now, what's it going to be like in this region when they hear, see, and take note? Ah, TLC has prevailed. Hallelujah. Glory to God Almighty. And the house of the Lord explodes, not in just people as touching the soul of man, but in the power of an almighty God. For you see very few places because they're afraid of the presence of God. They're afraid that somebody might look at them like they're too peculiar to be inside the region of this thing called Christianity. They want it so prim and proper. But oh, how many know when the Holy Ghost falls, when the Spirit of God like a wind blows in an upper room, that it makes everybody that is willing to be a recipient to stand and say, Lord, Lord, here am I. What's that strange language coming out of my mouth? It's not a man-made word. It's an influence from heaven's port. It's the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden there's a burning on the inside of the belly. And you say that burning is actually a river. And out of my belly shall flow rivers of living water. And then you say, I feel this thing from head to toe. It's more than a goose bump. This thing's got my mind. This thing's got my heart. This thing's got my soul. This thing's got my life. I belong to God. Hallelujah. Oh, give him a praise in the house. Worthy. Oh, glory to God Almighty. Hallelujah. And time has brought this place to that. So it doesn't matter. You can be a senior, a boomer, an X, a next, a Y, a Z, or an alpha. Oh, hallelujah. No matter what generation we are of as to when we were born, God's glory, hallelujah, deposit it into our lives and use us for your namesake, amen, praise God, the potter has been working from the inside out, you know, work from the outside in, hallelujah, and he's inside there working, pressing, putting his thumb there, and the wheel is turning, and he's pressing, and you're like, man, I'm being stretched, I'm being stretched, I can't take anymore, I'm going to burst. And God is making room, hallelujah, so he can pour in the oil, hallelujah, pour in the wine. God's making room. And it's the Lord, here we are, just pour it out upon us. We'll take it for the glory of God. Amen. Praise God Almighty. Hallelujah. Trust it. Believe it. Lay hold on it and see it through. For God has made a word over top of this assembly. You can launch, and you're coming to a wealthy place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. My Lord. Amen. See, and God will make that personal too. I like that. I like it when he makes it personal. Everybody's in a crisis these days. Marriages are in a crisis. Parents, I get calls from parents that say, when I had my first batch of kids, (laughs) 
I knew how to raise them. But not this second batch. I don't know how. One mother said, I don't have the tools. And I knew what she was saying. Because the age in which we're living in, and the attention, you know, deficit <laughs> that exists, and all that has happened, and there's a crisis. But God is with us. Praise the Lord. God is with us. Praise the Lord. Stand with me today because I, my goodness, it'll bring you to a wealthy place. It's the resurrection of the fivefold ministry and what God means for that and what it will be is everything that forms me, not just informs me. And it polishes me, getting me ready for my best day in God's usefulness. So Lord, go ahead, mold me and make me God, go ahead. Tell me like it is. I don't want to have an itching ear. Ah, oh, 10,000 instructors to tell me what I want to hear instead of what I need to know. But God, be like that father. Send fathers into my life that will correct me for my sake and your name's sake. And God does it through the fivefold ministry. And He's good to do so because He's looking out for us as the bishop of our souls. And we become individuals underneath that covering and the protection of it. We can't afford to walk out from under it. So God bless TLC. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just bow your heads with me for a moment. And, you know, I mentioned marriages a while ago just in thought of crises. Did you know, it took me all these years to discover the greatest reason for marriage is not love. Oh, I could talk about what love covers. But because love gets to be so misunderstood, so misinterpreted, it many times gets reduced to nothing more than a feeling. And a person can say, I don't love you. Do you know the greatest purpose and I could prove it with a seminar, but I won't try today. Is the holiness of God in that thing called relationship. And what one brings to the heart, the other one brings. Until the opposites work to the benefit of both. Until what I can't put up with creates patience in my life and what's not holy about that. 
until the frustration and aggravation and irritation and quirks that I just didn't know you had when I married you. And then long-suffering is birthed. While all this is happening, there's a growing up in the family, a growing up in the marriage. And if we could get that one word right inside the relationship and see all friction and what can be created and what fruit can literally be birthed in it, then God would bring marriages to a wealthy place. And I want to pray for marriages today. It's you come down right now. It's your family. May God bless right now. Perhaps. It's a family you're praying for. And you're saying, not again, God. Not again. Lord, come in this crisis. God demonstrate right now and touch marriages and make them strong make them strong so many things have been broken and God you're able to restore great distance is placed between you and the wedge is larger than life but God's purpose can still be wrought a second call this morning goes to parents and I just simply want to pray a prayer over you the tools of God the tools of wisdom the tools that are useful and needed in this generation I pray God right now in Jesus name touch parents and children and young people and could I ask you, Lord, make every family at TLC a strong family of testimony for your glory. Hallelujah, God. <clears throat> every husband and every wife in this house today. Hallelujah, Lord. No matter the background, no matter where they came from, no matter what relationships they were in prior to you claiming their heart in life. Lord, strengthen the home. Let that be the first thing you do, Lord, at this assembly. Touch the family, God. Touch mom and dad, sons and daughters. In Jesus' name. And let the family God be the force in the community that says we're covered, we're blessed, 
We're going forward. Jesus is with us. We're going to make it. We've been able to take it, and God's brought us through, and we're in a wealthy place, and the covenant of God is alive, and the covering of the Lord is sound. It's intact. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Husband, I pray for you. Wife, I pray for you. Son, I pray for you. Daughter, I pray for you. Hallelujah, I pray for you. I know the devil's done some things with you, but I'm praying for you. I know the devil has met some harsh things and has almost destroyed your life. You've been buckled under all that sin has brought to the table of your life. It's put you in captivity. It's incarcerated your mind. It's incarcerated your heart. But son, I'm praying for you. Daughter, I'm praying for you. Prodigal, come home. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Prodigal, come home. God, let family after family be the blessed of God. Hallelujah, Lord. What was, was, but what is, is. So in Jesus' name, bless the family. And God, I'll give you thanks for what you will do in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For a small time this morning, I want you to do the last thing Jacob done at Bethel is he built an altar. He built an altar. He built an altar. I'd like for us to come right before we're released and just... Stand around the front just for a few moments. And build an altar to God. And cry out to Him like from the porch to the altar. Cry out to Him to quickly bring you to this wealthy place. Let Him know, Mama, how much you've cried through the night. He already knows, but let Him know. Let him know, Mama, how much those kids mean to you. And build an altar right now. Lord, restore them, bring them back. Open their heart. Don't let sin hold them any longer. Don't let bitterness hold them any longer. Don't let them rebel against God any longer. Don't let them challenge God foolishly any longer. Oh, God, save them. Hallelujah, save them. Save them. Save them, save them. In Jesus' mighty name, we build this altar. We build this altar to the glory of God and we call it 
El Bethel. More than just the house of God. But God of the house. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're God of my heart. God of my family. God of this church. We pray, God, for Pastor James and Brenda and their precious children. We pray over them, God, protection and provision. We pray over them, God, the ministry you've called them into and for. We pray, Lord, that this 20 years would mark the time, God, that has brought about the launch pad. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your name, God. Let there be a rallying around the ministry for the glory of your name. A celebration, God, for holding the heart for the work of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Devil, you will take your hands off. Devil, you will let go. Devil, you lose in Jesus' name. Devil, I bind you. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God Almighty. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to God. Devil, loose them and let them go. In Jesus' name. Glory to God Almighty. Hallelujah, Lord, right now. We build an altar. Hallelujah. At this 20-year marker. And from here, we launch for the glory of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless your mighty name, God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. Bring in the finances, Lord. Bring in the finances. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Glory to God Almighty. He's worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah, God. You brought us to a wealthy place, Lord. A wealthy place. My whole household saved. That's a wealthy place. My house not on drugs. A wealthy place. My family not alcoholics. A wealthy place. My family not caught up in the darkness and the world filled with all its attraction. You brought us to a wealthy place. In Jesus' name. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Right now, God. Right now. 
right now. Right now, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Not another minute. Not another second. Devil, you've got to move. You've got to move out of the way. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, God. Breathe, Lord, like a mighty Russian wind. Burn like a holy fire. Hallelujah. Glory to God Almighty. Oh, Jesus, some of these people, God, have lived in a hopeless condition, reaching for an answer too long. But you've brought them to a wealthy place right now. Hallelujah, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, release some things. Release bitterness, hand it over. Release unforgiveness, hand it over. Acknowledge the injustice, but God was with you. God is with you. Acknowledge the pain and the affliction and the suffering, but know this. God saw it all. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Stop asking the question, how did it happen? How did it happen? How did it, How could he? How could she? <laughs> Let this be a new day. A different way to confess. A different way to address the situations of life. Word of God live. Word of God live like a sword. Word of God live like a hammer. Word of God live. Live. Live quick and powerful. Word of God live like that power that's forever settled in heaven. Word of God live. You're my faith. You're my hope. Word of God live. You're my prophecy. Hallelujah. Live. Praise the Lord, for he held your soul in life and brought you to a wealthy place. Hallelujah. And one day it'll conclude in heaven. Hallelujah. One day it will be over. And in heaven we shall rejoice forever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just slip a hand up and give him a praise. Hallelujah.
glory to God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory to God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Pastor James, I want to hand it right to you. And bless you. Praise God Almighty.